Hello, everyone, and welcome to Soulful Podcast. I'm your host, Jess, and this is the very first episode. I am so excited to talk with you all. Um, I hope you guys enjoy it here. Because this is the first episode, I figured why not share with you all how I got the name Soulful, the story behind the name Soulful, because you're here, you're tuned in, so why not tell you guys about the little backstory to the podcast that you're listening to. So first, um, it's a pun. <laughs> I love food. I love, I have cravings all the time. When I do have cravings, I go out and get it because <laughs> I figured it's what my body needs, okay? So why not just go out and get those cravings? So usually this is how it works. Let's say, for example, my body's craving sugar and I think to myself, I can really go for a sprinkles cupcake right now so i bust that mission to get that sprinkles cupcake and after i'm finished after i have eaten my dark chocolate cupcake i sit back i literally do this a lot of the times i sit back i take a deep breath and i say i'm so full i do that a lot Every single time, whenever I'm having a craving and I fulfill that craving, there's that feeling of satisfaction when you do fulfill that craving. And the phrase that always comes out is, I am so full. So that is to say, I had a craving for food. I had a hunger. And when that hunger was fulfilled, I became satisfied because it's exactly what my body needed. So relating the craving for food to a craving of conversation, having that craving for conversation, wanting to open up, wanting to be able to vent or be heard, be listened to. So pretty much, I don't know if you guys have ever experienced this, but being in conversations where you feel uplifted, you walk away from that conversation and you feel so much better that you feel like, okay, this is exactly what I needed and I feel good. I feel satisfied because I had this conversation with someone and it is exactly what my mind and my soul needed. So with that being said, that is pretty much the intention of this podcast. I just want people to feel like, hey, I'm not alone in this. You're going through this too. You want that to quench your thirst, to satisfy that hunger, that desire for connection. And yeah, that's pretty, much, that's pretty much the background story about Soulful. We're out here. We're doing it. We're doing the damn thing. So where do I even begin? Speaking of food, I'll tell you guys what I had for breakfast today. I had what I usually have. A slice of toast with two pieces of egg. Two pieces. With two eggs. With two sunny side up eggs. That is my go-to every single morning. It's just light. You don't feel so heavy. And you go on with the day. Not to mention also the fact that I have been stuck on Sims 4 lately and one of their breakfast choices is toast with egg. <laughs> so best believe I'm just trying to get my Sims on, okay? I'm so addicted to that game. I love that game. But you know what? Sometimes I feel like I'm a Sim. I feel like we're in the simulation. We're in a video game and we don't even know that we're being played. Because do Sims even know that they're being played? I don't think so. 
Do they know that things are queued up for them But as they wake up? Okay, you know what? I'm not trying to scare you guys. This is just the first episode, so let's not get into that. I'm not trying to scare you guys away. But your girl has thoughts, and I think they're pretty valid. I don't know. Let me know in the comments below. But okay, anyways. Where were we? We were talking about breakfast. Okay. Breakfast. When it comes to waffles and pancakes, I'm just going to say right now, I'm a pancakes girl. That is my boundary. That is what I am about. I can get that triple decker at IHOP and finish the whole thing because I love pancakes. Pancakes are so good. But birthday cakes, I cannot do that. Uh, birthday cakes are too dry. It's weird. And I feel bad because usually on birthdays, I don't eat the cake. Respectfully, yes, I will take a slice. But I'm fighting through that cake, struggling. Struggling. I can't. The only cake that I'm down for is tres leches. That is probably one of my favorite cakes. If not my only favorite cake. Tres leches. Write that down. That mental note. Just likes tres leches. And that's it. And you know what? Speaking of... Speaking of cakes... This past weekend, I had a birthday. And... Wow. Birthdays are interesting. I feel like for myself, every birthday, I have come at a crossroads. Ever since mid-20s, I have come at a crossroads where I thought to myself, okay, where where am I in my life right now? And where do I want to be? But how do I how do I break the cycle of whatever I'm going through right now in order to get to where I want to be? So that leads into the very topic of our episode. Things that we need to unlearn. We live and we unlearn. Last year, I made a video on YouTube talking about the 27 things I learned before turning 27. But this year, I want to share with you guys a few things because 28 is kind of a big number. So that's a lot to go through. But I just want to share with you a few things that I've had to unlearn in my life in order to break bad habits. And it's not to say that I have it all figured out because these are things that I'm still in the process of going through. These are still things that I'm in the process of learning, unraveling bad habits, trying to look at myself in the mirror and say, yeah, honey, you might want to work on that. That's not really a a good trait that you want to keep having because in the end, you're still getting the same results by doing what? By doing the same thing over and over again. You know what I'm saying? So just learn. That's it. So with that being said, I want to share with you all some of the things that I have had to unlearn in my life, whether I have already accomplished it or I'm probably still in the process of learning. So on Instagram, I asked you guys, what is something in your life that you have had to unlearn? And I got a lot of really good responses. And a lot of them had to do with the things that I have had to unlearn. So I thought that was really cool because this is the very first episode. And look at us connecting already. I'm just going to go through my list. But I'm also going to share some of the things that you have all said as well. So for one, one thing that I have definitely had to unlearn is knowing that not everyone deserves access to your energy. Okay, what does that what does that even mean? You're just going to be standoffish and that's it? No. So this is what I mean. I feel like ever since I was a little kid, I've always been the social butterfly. I've always been the one to approach someone else and ask, "Hey, what's your name?" Okay, I want to ask you questions because I want to get to know you. 
which is actually how I met one of my childhood best friends. I remember little old Jess starting kindergarten. I was all excited to start. And then I see this girl crying with her grandma. And I just couldn't help myself. I go up to her and I say, can I be her friend? Bruh. And ever since then, we've been family. So that's just just a little a little snippet, a little taste of what I'm kind of like just naturally. Like I'll go up to people and make conversation. I have no problem with that. I've never really been the, the shy type. And I feel like with any kind of relationship I've ever had with anyone, I was always very wholeheartedly myself. I felt like I had nothing to hide, like I was an open book, and I was willing to share things about myself because I wanted to learn things about other people as well. So I feel like that's why it really hurt when um, a friendship wouldn't last or something didn't work out, a friendship, a relationship, whatever it may have been, because I gave my authentic self. Some people carry a mask. They have like this, not a facade so much to say, but they have like this outer shell that protects who they really are in the inside. So it's kind of like if something didn't work out for them, then of course naturally it would hurt. But there's also that thought like, hey, you didn't have this part of me, so I'm still protected. Whereas for myself, I would give my full self. And if it didn't work out, I would take it personal because that's where I took the relationship or friendship to a personal level. So when I say that not everyone deserves access of your energy, I say it because sometimes people just don't care. Like what's wholehearted to you might not be wholehearted to them. And that's when you need to know, okay, what is your intention of being in this friendship, this relationship, whether platonic or romantic, like I said, But it's so much more of, okay, what is this relationship feeding me? Because either way, you're going to get fed. Your soul is going to be fed. You're going to intertwine with this person. So what is it feeding you? Are you feeling uplifted when you're in this friendship? Or do you feel like this person is just bringing you down? Some people are just leeches. They don't like, and that's the reality. I don't mean to sound cynical, but some people just don't really care for your well-being. They just kind of want to take that energy that you have, that goodness that you have to, to refill their cups and then be on with their days. When you sit in here wholeheartedly trying to give with the goodness of your heart, these people don't care. They just want to get their fix and leave. Your energy is too precious to be wasting it on people who don't give a damn baby (laughs) straight up and you know what's crazy my mom told me the other day she told me jess you can save things for yourself because if you give it all away to other people who don't care what do you have left for yourself you ain't got nothing and that's what she was trying to get across to save things for yourself In the end, I'm still going to be me. I'm still going to share. But there are some things that people don't need to know. I was actually recently listening to um, Raina Biddy and her cousin Skye. They have a podcast and they were talking about boundaries and what boundaries mean to them. And Raina, she's a poet, a writer. I love her work. And she just talks about how for her, a boundary is her in a box and all the flaps to the cover to cover the box are open. And she approaches friendships, relationships with people authentically herself until she learns like, oh, okay, I see how you move. So I'm going to put this flap up. Something else happens. I'm going to put this flap up. 
to where she has a box covering her completely because she's learned how this person moves. And that doesn't say that they're wrong completely, but they're just not right for her specifically. And I feel like that's something that I have needed to learn. And I'm still in the process of learning because when it comes to me wanting to get to know people, I feel like I'm just full force Jess. And I need to create those boundaries in order to protect myself because not everyone is deserving of your energy. I've been a pushover for so long. People pleasing, keeping people who shouldn't be in my life anymore. That's just draining me. Um, So learning, okay, I need to just let go of this one real quick. And a lot of people would say that it's problematic because, you know, you're cutting people off. But you got to know what's you got to know what's good for you. I feel like, did I go, did I go off topic with this one? Pretty much my whole point is to know that being a social butterfly does not mean give it all away. You can still be a social butterfly. You can still get to know people, but also know that some things should be kept to yourself. So, <laughs> so on Instagram, we got something from Gossip Girl 101, and she answered the question, what is something in your life that you've had to unlearn? And she said, learning to create boundaries, not everyone is for you in every phase of your life. And I feel that heavily. Sometimes people just aren't meant for certain parts of your life, and that's okay, That doesn't mean you wish them bad. It's just, okay, in this part of my life, this is where we thrived. But right now, we're just doing our own thing. Not even that this isn't good for me. Sometimes, yes, that is the case. This isn't good for me, so let me just take a step back and do what I need to do. But other times, it's kind of like, okay, let me just do me and love you from a distance. And that's it. I really hope that one made sense. I feel like maybe it didn't make sense. I don't know. If it did, give this podcast a thumbs up. Oh, wait, this isn't YouTube. But yeah, I hope this made sense. If it did, cool. So another one I have is listen to your body slash practice saying no. I feel like a lot of the time I I can be such a people pleaser. Oh, hello. Oh, sorry. I'm like sitting next to a guitar because I'm in my closet. So this is the only area that I can sit in where I have complete silence. So it's kind of like my little studio. It's literally probably, yeah, my closet is two feet wide. (laughs) And here I am just sitting making this podcast. (laughs) So anyways, I feel like a lot of the times I, I can be such a people pleaser that I will say yes to everything. You have some people saying like, yes, say yes to everything. There's opportunity out there. But for myself, no, I am a yes man. Let me practice saying no. So to get a better feel of my personality, um, I want to say, let's use astrological terms, okay? We're going to use the sun, moon, and rising. So if you guys are familiar with astrology, you have your sun, which is the very core of who you are. You have your rising, which is the mask that you present to people. And then you have your moon, your emotions, your insides, or like how you feel about certain things. So if I were to put my personality into astrological terms, I would say that I am an ambivert sun. So ambivert is very much like, yes, I like my alone time, but I love socializing. Yes, I love going out, but I love staying at home. 
it's a very balance between extrovert and introvert. And then I'm going to say that my rising is an extrovert because the way I come off to people, I'm very friendly and I love getting to know people. I love talking to people. I will put myself out there to just talk to people. But my emotional state is very introverted. And I think that's where I just kind of drain myself because, yes, my emotional state is very introverted where I like my alone time. I like small groups. But then my extrovert rising is like, no, girl, get out there. Get out there and plan stuff. And I feel like, girl, in the end, that's where I, I overexert myself, where I need to listen to my body. I need to listen to when I just need to stay home and just stay home. Because sometimes I fall into pressure, honey. And I just say, you know what? In my head, I'm just like, you know what? I, I should probably stay home, but I'm going to go out. But I'm so exhausted. I just want to recharge and stay home. But let's go because you invited me. No, let's practice saying no. And okay, so let's let, just to make this clear, something that I, I do is I'm a yes man. I would consider myself a yes man because what I do is I say yes to everything to the point where it's not even serving for myself. It's not even serving for the other person because in the end, I'll be going somewhere when in reality, my mindset is I, I just want to be home. I don't want to be here. So what are you, and this is me talking to myself, what are you doing in that situation? You're not only doing a disservice for the other person, but you're also doing a disservice for yourself. And you're both kind of wasting your time being in that communion, if you were to say. Being in that situation, being at that dinner, being at that party, you don't even want to be there. But because you're such a yes man and a people pleaser, you end up going. You completely ignore your body and you say, yes, I will go. So with that, I think something that I need to unlearn is yes, man, isn't always good, man. <laughs> like you need to listen to your body, Jess. You need to practice saying no to certain things. If you're really not feeling it, then don't go. All right. So this next one is oversharing slash sharing less. So like I mentioned before in the two first points, I'm very much, I would say I'm very much out there. I get to know people. I don't like when people feel alone. So I think that's one of the reasons why I'm so willing to put myself out there because I know what it's like to be left out. I know what it's like to be the new person at a job and have some people just be so mean and standoffish. So I told myself, okay, I'm not going to be that person. I want to have people feel welcomed. And with that, I would have conversations with people. I would share things about myself so they would feel comfortable sharing things about themselves. But yes, oversharing and sharing less. Another person said this, opening up. So when I messaged this person, I asked, okay, do you feel like you need to share more or do you feel like you need to fall back a little bit and share less? And this person said, I feel like I am oversharing sometimes and it's not always reciprocated with the other person. And I feel like that goes back to protecting your energy because I have my own experience as well. And a lot of the conversations I had were talking about Okay, I feel like I overshare because I want them to feel connected. I want them to feel, I want other people to feel like they're not alone, that they have someone to confide in. And I feel that completely. People can feel connected in other ways. 
People can feel connected by you just being there for them. Or why not learn their love language? How can I connect with you in that way? Because I feel like with love languages, it is such a powerful thing. When you learn someone's love language, you get to connect with them in that way without words. If it's not words of affirmation. But you have physical touch, gifts, acts of service. Um, what's the other one? Oh, my main two. Quality time and words of affirmation. And I feel like a lot of the time... There's a disconnect when it comes to not knowing people's love languages. But there's a huge opportunity for connection when you learn someone's love language. Because when it came to my parents and myself, there were things that I needed that they didn't know. So for example, my love language could be words of affirmation and my mom's love language is gifts. So anytime we would get into any type of disagreement, I would want to talk about it. But my mom her way of apologizing would be through gifts. So I would feel like, I don't want this. There was a disconnect because we didn't know each other's love languages. So then you have to learn, okay, how do you receive love? And how can I connect with you in that way? Because your love language probably isn't the same as mine. So let me learn your dialect so I can speak to you in that way. So when it comes to oversharing, I would say to definitely read the room, read the body language. Because another point in my little unlearning thing is that communication, they, they say the phrase, communication is everything. But what happens when someone's communication is not verbal? So instead of communication is everything, learn that everything is communication. Body language, tone, the things that people wear, that's communication. That's letting you know, continue forward because I want this conversation with you. But there are other things, other cues that you need to pay attention to where people say, I don't feel comfortable opening up. It doesn't always have to be verbal. It's body language. It's that type of stuff. Because when people think of communication is everything, they think, okay, the verbal, let me know through verbal. But some people aren't built like that. I'm not built like that. Sometimes I'm not completely direct through verbal, but you can tell through my body language. Something changed up. Something's not right. Something's wrong. Why does it seem like Jess kind of switched up? Why does she feel closed off now? And that in itself is communication. So remember, it's not that communication is everything, but everything is communication. And that's some shit, honey. That is some shit. That is all the time we have here today, everyone. I hope you all enjoyed the very first episode of Soulful Podcast. But before we leave, I do want to share some of the entries that we had on the Instagram post. So I did ask you all, what is something in your life that you have had to unlearn? And one person said, opening up. Another said, the idea that making a current decision will determine my future fate. One person said, procrastinating. And another person said, seeking validation from outside sources. And that one is for a whole nother episode. I hope you guys enjoyed the very first episode of Soulful Podcast. Let me know what you all think. If it was everything you expected. If you would like more. I feel like we got a little heavy on the first episode. But next week will probably be a little more lighthearted. Don't forget, if you guys have any questions for advice or stories to share, follow at underscore soulful podcast on Instagram. Let's talk. <laughs>